The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to another edition of the Daily Witness podcast. I'm Trevor Van Fieren, and we are going to pick up from where we left off last week with our message titled, What Are You Waiting For? So this is part two. And my question to you today is, what are you waiting for? If you haven't heard part one yet, man, part two is not going to make sense to you. But <clears throat> you need to go back to part one. And I'm not even kidding you guys. You should listen to that message every single day. And... Um, Make sure that you have your notepad out and you've got your pen ready and you've got your Bible ready. And when I say go to a certain scripture, go and follow. Put the put this message on pause. Please do that. Put the message on pause and go and look that verse of scripture up. I'm telling you something right now. When you follow, when you give attention to his word. And you follow in the scriptures and you're taking down notes. And I tell you, look at this translation. Look at that translation. It really does make a difference. I can promise you that right now. And I even challenge you, man. Try it out. Go ahead and try it out. Um, the message that the, the Spirit of God gave me was, what are you waiting for? So let's just jump into a word of prayer and we'll pick up on part two. Oh, Dad, you know what? Oh, I can't even surprise you with what I'm going to say because guess what? You know what? <laughs> doesn't the scripture, guys, doesn't the scripture tell us that he already knows what we have need of even before we pray? So sometimes we just want to tell him something as well. So if he knows what we have need of before we pray, doesn't he also know what we're going to say before we pray it? And so I'm really not surprising him. And that's something that I, I love about him. I can't ever surprise him. But I tell him anyway. Dad, I love that you are in the studio. I really do. I enjoy it. You've answered my prayer. You always answer my prayer, in fact. And that's what makes all the difference. Because it's not left up to me. Yes, you've given me knowledge on certain things and so forth and so on. And that's good and that's great. But it makes a difference when life is in the studio, you know, the presence of life, just that that Zoe life just flowing through the microphone. <laughs> Glory to God. It, and, I mean, you know it and I know it. It does make a difference because you do speak through my vocal cords and you do think through my mind and you do tell me what to say. And I just, I follow you, man, and just makes delivering the message so much easier. And it's because I genuinely love the people and I want to share with them what you've shared with me. And um, so, Dad, speak through my mind again today and, and, and think, through my voc uh, th think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords, you know. And um, give them eyes to see. Uh, that's what I want, man. I know that's what you want. But give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart that understands. Why do I pray this? Because I want you guys to walk away with what dad wants to tell you. You know, he's your dad. 
And guess what? Like I mentioned in last week's episode, I said, you know, you are supposed to go from faith to faith. I think a lot of Christians don't understand that. And um, you, you should. You should understand that. You're supposed to go from faith to faith, and you're supposed to go from glory to glory. And that makes all the difference. The point here is you're supposed to grow. Grow into what? Um, don't you remember what happened to Jesus when it describes him as a young man? When he was growing up, it says that he grew up in wisdom and stature. And that's what God wants for you. It makes a world of a difference, guys, when you grow into the wisdom of God and you grow into the understanding of your dad. I don't like to say God so much, but I do use it for teachers referencing and so forth. But in all honesty, you are his offspring and you're supposed to be like your daddy. And you're supposed to think like daddy and speak like daddy and act like your dad. Okay. And that's what we, uh, the leaders of the church, are there for. We're supposed to help you and feed you so that you can come to a place. Don't think like Trevor thinks. No, that's not what I want. I want you to think like your dad thinks. I want you to speak like your dad speaks. And I want you to act like your dad acts because then you're going to get God results. <laughs> See, I don't want you to get Trevor's results because Trevor's getting God results. So um, that's what makes all the difference. So um, I'm so glad that our father is here in the studio today and he's going to talk through me, man. And, and and what's the whole deal? He just wants to encourage you. So let's pick up from where we left off last week. And the title of the message is part two of what are you waiting for? And our opening text was Joshua chapter 18, verse three. And we read from a few translations just to really open up your mind and help you see where you are. The church is supposed to be living in victory every single day. Whether you see the manifestation of it yet or not, but you're walking by faith and you're living by faith. And so we're supposed to be like that. So the New Living Translation, says, excuse me, then Joshua asked them, how long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given to you? Okay, and then we looked at the King James and it says, how long are you slack to go and possess the land? The new King James, as I said, was a little nicer and it said, how long will you neglect to go and possess the land? Ooh, strong words, guys, strong words. New American Standard Bible says, So Joshua said to the sons of Israel, How long will you put off? Will you put off? Check that out. How long will you put off entering to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? And we placed emphasis on the reality that it's past tense, given. The word given I asked you, was it past tense, was it present tense, or was it future tense? And so you realize as you're reading these scriptures and you're looking at the word given you, the land was given to you, and the Lord was asking them, what are you waiting for? You know, what are you waiting? If I've already given you the land, why are you acting like you are homeless? Huh? You know, if it was, if, 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 Trevor is Jesus' right-hand man. 
I'd say, uh, why are you lying? You know, <laughs> I can get lacquer forward if I want to. Um, now that I've got the revelation, you know, <laughs> when God knows I'm only kidding, I won't, I won't be nasty. But in some places, you have to be very stern with yourself. And in some places, you've got to tell yourself, hey, stop making excuses. And the church is doing that a lot today. They're making all sorts of excuses. Oh, it's in God's timing, you know, or if it's it, that's if it's the will of God. Hey, you got a whole Bible. You got 66 books in there. You should know what the will of God is by now. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not saying that to be nasty to you. I'm I'm saying that to you so that you can check yourself. Cut man, close all the windows and the doors um of your home where the devil is creeping in. You understand what I'm saying? So don't let the devil come in there and don't leave a window open, don't leave a door open where the devil can get in there and get you to make excuses. Quit making excuses be hard on yourself be tough on yourself we are not pansies of the body of christ we're soldiers of the body of christ you don't get a chance to feel sorry for yourself when you're out there in the battlefield when the devil is shooting fiery darts at you every single day and he's belittling you and he's condemning you all the time you want to sit there and feel sorry for yourself it's not a time to feel sorry for yourself judge yourself be be hard on yourself, but don't be condemning. Don't judge yourself in a harsh way. What I'm saying is judge yourself in a way where you hold yourself accountable. Encourage yourself. You know, God gave the Israelites their land. And a lot of the tribes of, of Israel went in and they possessed their land, but there were some tribes remaining. And they didn't possess it. And God was saying, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I have given you the land. See, that's where you got to understand that there is your foundation for the New Testament believer. What has Jesus done for you that God has done for the Israelites in the Old Testament? It's the same thing, guys. He was given them a land that was flowing with milk and honey. He, he gave them houses they did not build and filled those houses up with things that they didn't fill it up with. And it had olive trees and, and, and borehole water and all that sort of thing. It has not changed. In fact, the book of Hebrews says, we got an even better covenant. Now, if you look at those guys under the old covenant, I think they were living pretty fly. You understand? But now we're over here in the new covenant. And God says in the book of Hebrews, we got a better covenant with even better promises. <laughs> See, so what has Jesus already done for you? And if you and that's that's what I'm saying. We've got to base our faith on what Jesus has done, and not our own little simpleton idea that's you can't even find in the scripture. But it's been passed down from generation to generation. And Granny said it, and Granny Muffin went to church every Sunday, and the elder smiled at her continuously. And you know, I guess she's in in good shape there with the church. So she must always be right. Hey, she could be living wrong for decades. 
And that's what I'm saying. We've got to come to a place where we've got to base our faith on what Jesus has done for us. What does it say in the Bible? It says in the Bible, you are already blessed. It says in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, you are already rich. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you are already made righteous. It says in 1 Peter um, chapter 2 that you are already healed. See, and my question is, what are you waiting for? And so what we focused on last week was we are not something that I'm seeing and I judge myself and, and man, I look at myself and I say there's certain things that this ministry needs. And guess what? I said in the previous episode, all I hear in the in the amongst believers is what they are needing but i don't hear what jesus has already done for them and that is something that we need to quote first place all the time our minds need renewal we must stop talking about needs we must start talking about what jesus has provided for us because if we can focus on what jesus has provided for us and we make him our foundation for faith guess what the onus lies on us he says how long are you going to wait um, before taking possession of that land you know how long are you slack to go and possess the land so the land was already theirs and God was asking them why haven't you possessed it yet and he called them slack you know the new King James was nice and it said neglect <laughs> you know the new living translation says why are you waiting I've noticed these translations, as they become younger and younger to our ages, they, they are a lot more nicer, you know. And they start flowing in and blending in with this uh, don't-take-offense uh, society. But we've got to be hard with ourselves, and we've got to say to ourselves, why are we slack? You see, that's a question we've got to answer ourselves, because we can't go to God and say to Him, I'm I'm still waiting for you to do this. I'm doing I'm doing my part, Lord, but where are you? You can never ever say that because he's already blessed you. Yeah, well, I'm not seeing any blessings in my life. That's not his fault. You understand? That might come as a shock to you, but that's not his fault. That's your fault because you didn't go in and possess the land. Why? You are slack. Now that's not a I'm not condemning you, don't misunderstand me. The, the focus of this message really is, and like I said to you before, faith without works is dead, being alone. Um, let's just actually go there. I bumped the cord, and if I, uh, if I have uh, made a little bit of a noise there, I do apologize. But let's, let's go to the, the, the book of James quickly. And I know it's chapter 2, and uh, I love reading it. It says, James chapter 2, verse 17, even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. It's dead being alone. And this is something that I do not hear the church, or actually, should I say, I don't see the church doing enough of. You know, works is something that you can't just do one time and then look around and say, okay, where is it? Where, where, where's my... Where's my um, answer prayer now? This is something that you have got to incorporate in your journey of faith. 
This is something that you've got to make a part of your life. You know, an illustration that the Lord gave me, and He, he said, and I love it. I, I just I don't ever forget it, and I I refer to it again and again and again. It's like a dining room table. And the Lord showed me there were seven chairs and seven people at the dining room table. And he said, out of the seven people, um, six of these people were communicating with each other. And everyone avoided person number seven. And the, the Lord said, see, the, those six people at the table, that represents faith. But guess what? It's alone. And he said, person number seven sitting at the table is works. And no one is talking to works. Do you can you can you see that illustration? Can you see what that looks like? Um when he gave me that illustration, by the way, it was like sort of an aerial view. So I want you to see it the way he gave it to me. You're looking down at this table, nice long dining room table, and there are seven chairs and you can see these people just talking to each other back and forth, back and forth, having an, this awesome conversation. They're fellowshipping, they're having a nice time and so forth and so on. And person number seven is sitting quiet. No one's talking to him. Everyone is avoiding person number seven. Hmm. That's what I've been doing for years as well. And, you know, God has blessed me in many areas and so forth. But he, he blessed me according to the light that I was walking in. And he had a lot of mercy on me, I have to say. But what I'm saying is, God is saying to me, he said this to me, you've got to include person number seven. You've got to include works in your life. If you don't include it, you never took it. Do you see that? You never took it. In other words, God's coming back to you and you're sitting with those bunch of people that are pretending to be landless, homeless, and he's saying, how long are you going to be slack? And this new generation will say, you know, that offends me. Well, I don't care. Continue being homeless then. Seems like you like it. But you can't come along and make up faith and uh, make it up and make it out to work the way you want it to work. That's not how this thing works. I didn't create faith. God created faith. So I've got to find out from him how it works. And if I do it the way he tells me to do it, guess what? I'm going to get results every single time. But the problem is we're sitting at this table and we're communicating, communicating with each other and we're calling it faith. But God is saying it's alone. Faith without works is dead being alone. Works is right there at the table and we completely ignore works. But yet we're calling it faith. True. But call it at its full name, please. If you don't get any results, tell the truth. Stop blaming it on God. Stop making excuses and start saying, the reason why I don't have my manifestation is, because guess what? My faith is alone. Tell the truth. You know what? If we started acting like that and, and we were more open and more honest with each other and start saying, hey, 
I don't have it because my faith is alone. I'm not including works. Works is sitting at the table and I've been neglecting um, works. We, we've had dinner and we only dished out six plates. We didn't dish out seven plates because I didn't include works because my faith is alone. Guess what? We would minister to so much more people if we were being completely honest with each other. Like God said to me, if you are not doing your works, you know, um, as much as... As much as we need to speak the word, that's important. I get that. And I agree with that. I don't take back from that. I don't change that. You've got to speak the word. Yes, I understand that. But as much as you've got to speak the word, the Lord said to me, guess what? You got to, it's got to balance out, son. It's got to balance out. As much as you speak the word, the scales have got to be equal with your works. You, you want to speak the word, um, call it, 10 times a day every day for two months okay i'm just i'm just quoting i'm not saying this is the formula i'm just saying you want to do that and he says but you want to do works once or twice out of those two months but yet you want your prayer answered but yet i told you that's not how faith works it's dead then it's dead why won't you accept that see we, we've got to be that hard on ourselves. We've got to be that open and that honest with ourselves. See? So the table, again, you're sitting at the table. You're in faith for something. You're believing God for something. Whatever it is, whether it's healing or whether you're busy dealing with unforgiveness or you're busy dealing with, I need to walk in the love of God. That's all good. And you're going through your scriptures and you're meditating on it and you're speaking it. And that's all good. But if you leave out person number seven and you don't include them in your conversation and you only talking to your little group and works is sitting there at the table guess what god sees it as if you have still not taken it remember mark 11 um i think it's verse 23 or 24 it says and when you stand praying um and and when you pray believe that you received it and you will have it and what uh, that word in the, the Greek, when it says, when you pray, believe that you receive it. That word receive, you've heard me say this many times. It means to take. It, me it means to take. So that has got to be done in your walk of faith. If you don't take it, you can't have it. Okay? The word receive, it's good and so forth and so on. But in our current vernacular, we understand the word take. We understand the word take. If someone comes to me and, and gives me a, a big cake and it's my birthday. And they say, here's the cake. And they're holding this cake in front of me. And I don't take that cake. It's not mine. They can stand there and, man, they can talk till they're blue in the face. And say, you know what? This cake is yours. I went out of, the, out of my way and I booked this cake to be made on your birthday. I went to the bakery. And they can tell me all that and I can go, mm-hmm, keep on preaching it. Mm, the cake looks good. Oh, yes, the cake looks nice. Yes, it's your cake. Oh, the cake looks lovely. I wonder what the cake tastes like. And they keep telling me to take it. If I don't stretch my arms out and put my hands under that tray and relieve them of the weight of that cake and pull it towards me. I have not taken it at all. I still don't have it. 
And so many people are saying they have faith. And God is saying, have they included person number seven? Have they included person number seven? They, they're doing everything else. But person number seven is just sitting there looking at them, talking to each other. And he's quiet. And no one's talking to him. They're treating him as if he's not there. And that's what we do. That is what we genuinely do. And then we call it faith. And God says, no, it's dead. Your faith is alone. You haven't taken it. He says, if you don't include person number seven, if you don't communicate, and person number seven represents works, okay? Person number seven represents works. He says, if you don't communicate with person number seven and get them to join in on the conversation and they are part of the conversation, he says, guess what? You've never taken it. And that is why so many Christians are still sitting without victory to this day. Believing God for their spouse. They believe in God for a good marriage. Believe in God for a baby. Believe in God for direction. Believe in God for healing. Believe in God for finances. Believe in God for promotion. And so forth and so on. Man. Guys, I, I seriously hope this has impacted you. I've got to end this message, man. I, I feel that I've got it out. I believe I'm, I've said what I need to say. Guys, I'm just going to end this message off with this. You've got to take it. You have got to take it. How do you take it? You do it by acting out on His Word. That's what you do. If you're going to act out on His Word... You've taken it. How awesome is that? Then you've got it. And that's what makes all the difference. Faith without works is dead, being alone. But faith with works is alive, being accompanied. It's working now. And that's where we've got to judge ourselves. And that's where we really got to open up our eyes. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this message. Um, have an awesome weekend, man. And listen. Uh, I really want you guys to pay attention to the Love Challenge devotional. If you have heard this message and you're inside of the Telegram channel, uh, really, I want you guys to read that Love Challenge devotional and act out on it. We post it every single Friday, and it's there for you. It's there, it's there to cultivate the love of God on the inside of you. I promise you this. If you go through that, by the end of this year, you will be different. You genuinely will be different. Don't just read it and then close it and forget about it. I want you to make this a part of your life and include it in part of your life. If you want to go back on previous devotionals, just head on to our website, thedailywitness.co.za and go and look for the tab, a love challenge devotional. And there you can read from... Uh, devotional love challenge devotional number one and you, you go through all of those uh, devotionals and take down notes and so forth and let god transform you man that's what it's all about hey listen i want you guys to have an awesome weekend remember you are blessed
You're not going to be blessed. You are blessed. You have the spirit of increase on you. You have the wisdom of God already. You are already healed. You're not going to be healed. You are healed right now. Understand? You are made right with God. Remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.